Hey humans, it's Rory here. Welcome to episode 25 of the Human Strength and Nutrition Podcast. It's just a solo cast today, so just me. And today I'm going to be talking about how to conduct an effective warm-up before your training sessions. And it's really important to make sure that you are conducting an effective warm-up because it's going to mean that you're going to get the most out of your training session, that you're going to drive the stimulus that you want, that you're going to be able to perform in the best way possible to reinforce good positions and good technique, to uh, lift the weight you want to lift or, or run properly. Um, and it's also going to help you to prevent injury as well. So often warm-ups are seen as this thing which you just get through as fast as possible, this unnecessary thing that you just have to tick off the list before you get into your training session. But know that conducting an effective warm-up will help you to get the most out of your training session and ultimately drive the results that you want to drive because the training session is really the part where you create the stimulus that you want and, and drive the result. And if you're not able to perform in your training session as well as possible, then it's going to mean that you're not able to progress and drive the result that you want to drive because you're not able to perform as well as possible. So, Today, the warm-up structure that we're going to talk about is an acronym called CRAMP. And I didn't make up this acronym. I, I picked it up somewhere along the way. I can't remember where, but it's a really effective acronym because it, it breaks down each segment of the warm-up that you want to include to be as effective as possible. And CRAMP stands for Cardio, Range of Motion, Activation, and Movement Prep. So what we're going to do today is we're going to break down each... Um, segment of that warm-up. We're going to talk about why it's necessary and we're going to talk about what uh, that sort of warm-up might actually look like. So starting with C, which is cardio. The point of this segment of the warm-up is really to elevate the core temperature, get the blood flowing around the body, uh, help lubricate the joints, get the lymph system flowing, even pick up the aerobic system a little bit as well. Uh, and it's also a little bit of a mental preparation element of the training session as well. If you start with some uh, easy movement activity, it just gets you in the right frame of mind. Now, I will say that the C part of this acronym, the C part of CRAMP is optional. If you have been moving around throughout the day and it's a bit of a warmer day, the blood's already flowing around and the body's feeling good, it's probably a bit less necessary for you to include this cardio segment, but it can be really valuable, as I said, not only from those uh, core temperature elevation and, and blood flow aspects, but also from the mental preparation aspect too. So if we're to talk about what are some examples of an effective uh, C element of the warm-up might be, cardio element, then it's really any sort of easier, lower skill activity which helps to get the blood circular, circulating around the body. So, so your cardio could look simply like hopping on the bike for anywhere between two and five or even 10 minutes, just, just pedaling on the bike. It could be rowing on the Concept 2 rower or the ski erg or an air bike or an elliptical. I really like dragging the sled, doing some forwards and backwards and even side-to-side sled dragging, doing an easy jog or a bit of a power walk or power walk up the hill. Alternatively, sometimes I like to do some primal crawls as a warm-up. So whether that's doing some bear crawls, 
inchworms or uh, lizard crawls. Really effective just to, as I said, in a low skill way, um, just to ease into the training session and get the blood flowing around the body and get you in the right state of mind. So that's really where the warm-up would start if you feel it's necessary, is that cardio part of the warm-up. The other reason before I move on to the R, why the C element, the cardio element is a really valuable part of the warm-up is because in elevating the core temperature and getting the blood flowing around the body, you're going to get a lot more out of the range of motion or the R aspect of the warm-up, which we're going to touch on in a second because when the body's warm, you'll find that your range of motion work uh, is much more effective and you're able to access positions more effectively. So with that said, let's move on to the R part of cramp, which is range of motion. So the goal of range of motion is to open up ranges, which are going to be very valuable for us to uh, perform in the best way possible to during our training session. So use the right technique, access those positions correctly, and also help to prevent injury too. Now, Range of motion can look like a few things. It could be, if you like it, you could do just a little bit of quick foam rolling, uh, not a long period. Sometimes people just get stuck on the foam roller for 30 minutes and that's not necessarily the most effective way to prepare for a training session. But if you're just to do some quick rolls up and down your quads and maybe your thoracic spine, that can just help to free up those areas a bit without... Um, causing you to down-regulate, uh, which is what would happen if you just spent 30 minutes lazily rolling up and down the foam roller. So if you do like doing a little bit of foam rolling before your training session, that can be part of a uh, warm-up. What can also be part of a warm-up is a little bit of static stretching. So static stretching is when you hold stretches for a period of time in a generally stationary position. So it could be you know, a little bit of hip flex stretching. It could be a pigeon stretch. could be a frog stretch or a little bit of hanging for the shoulders or a chest stretch. It's any sort of static or stationary stretch for a particular muscle. Now again, static stretching isn't totally necessary and I wouldn't recommend holding long static stretches before your training session. When I say long, I mean over 30 seconds, but the literature does show that uh, it can be effective to hold a static stretch for less than 30 seconds before your training session. That can assist in you accessing the range that you want to access. So that can be a part of the range of motion aspect of your warm-up as well. But really, the most necessary part of this range of motion uh, aspect of the warm-up is dynamic stretching. So dynamic stretching is where you're moving in and out of ranges while you're doing stretches. So it could be things like if you're in a a Spider-Man, which is a long lunge position, you're doing your Spider-Man rotations. So you're rotating one hand up to the ceiling and then back down to the floor. That's going to help to open up the hips and the thoracic spine as well. It could be some Uh, exercises where you're doing black burns or S waves. So you're laying on the chest, taking the arms overhead and then down to the glutes. That's going to help to move the um, shoulders through a full range of motion 
open up the thoracic and it's also simultaneously a bit of a double whammy helping to switch on those upper back muscles. There's lots of ways that dynamic stretches could look. If you're about to do a running session, doing some walking lunges to open up those hips. But it basically means opening up the ranges that we want to be able to access effectively during our training session to to move and perform in the best way possible to use the best technique and as I said also to help to prevent injury when we're unable to access the positions that we want to access. So range of motion is a fundamental part of the warm-up. Now, the other added benefit of doing range of motion work in the warm-up is we're then going to go and reinforce this new range which we've just opened up in the later parts of the warm-up and the later parts of the training session. Because when you go and do activation and strength training work after you open up new range, you're reinforcing that range. You're telling the body that you have the strength and, and capacity and stability to be in this new range. So the body will allow you to retain this range of motion. And I contrast that to when you do static stretching um, alone without any activation or strength training work after. It's very common for people to report that they do a static stretch, so a, a pigeon stretch or a hamstring stretch, and then they do nothing after. And they feel great for a couple of hours after they've done this this hip flexor stretch or this hamstring stretch. But then sure enough, within a few hours, their body retracts this range of motion. They go back to feeling stiff and tight afterwards because they haven't developed any strength and capacity in this new range. And so the body deems this as range which uh, is unsafe it's it's you don't have the stability and the strength to be there so the body retracts this range of motion from you because it doesn't want you using this range and potentially hurting you so again it's really valuable to do some range of motion work to open up these new positions at the beginning of your training session because then for the remainder of the training session you're going to help to reinforce these positions so it's going to do a great job of helping you to uh, retain this range of motion effectively. So that's the second part of the warm-up. Again, the R stands for range of motion work. Generally, dynamic stretching is most effective. Let's move on to the A. The A stands for activation. And activation generally means driving blood flow uh, to particular muscles or areas that we're about to use largely in our training session and getting those muscles firing really effectively. And this could look like a number of things. I'll give you a few common examples. If you're about to do some squats, activation work might be uh, doing some banded glute work and some glute bridges to get those glutes and glute med muscles fired up, which is fundamental for, for, for squat patterns. You might do some oblique work as well to make sure that the midline is bracing correctly before you go and support heavy weights in your squats. Those are two pretty classic examples of activation work you do before something like a barbell back squat. I've got other activation work before you go and do some pressing, whether it's bench pressing or overhead pressing. You might do some band pull-aparts or some of those black burns and S-waves to help switch on the upper back musculature, which can help to provide stability at the shoulders while you're pressing. You might also do a little bit of pec and lat activation because making sure that they're uh, firing correctly is really important as well for your pressing both vertical and horizontal. Um, other examples before you go and do some deadlifts, 
You might do some hamstring activation work, so maybe some banded good mornings. There's um, there's lots of examples you can think of, but as I said, the, the general concept is that we are trying to drive a lot of blood flow and really get those muscles that are going to be um, crucial for proper performance of the activity we're about to undertake. We're trying to make sure that those muscles are firing properly. So that is the A aspect of the warm-up. And one more thing I'll say before I move on is, uh, as I alluded to earlier, doing the activation work is also going to help to reinforce this new range, which we've just opened up um, in the R sequence of the warm-up. So with that said, let's move on to the final part of the warm-up, MP, which stands for movement prep or movement preparation. And this means rehearsing or practicing or running through movements which are going to improve the performance of the activity you're about to undertake. So examples, if you're going to do some barbell squatting, movement prep work could look like some body weight squats or some goblet squats, then moving into the empty barbell back squats after that to practice the technique and positions that you want to hit during your back squats. If you're about to do some handstand work, then movement prep might be some uh, some hollow holds and then some wall-facing handstand holds so that you're helping to reinforce those positions that you're just about to undertake. If you're doing running, then movement prep might be some skip or running drills uh, to, again, reinforce the right technique and positions that we want to hit. If you're doing some Olympic lifting, then it might be some empty barbell Olympic lifting drills to reinforce those positions and practice the movement patterns that we want to hit during our training session so that we're going to perform most effectively. So movement prep, again, is a very important part of the warm-up because it's going to make sure that you execute the activity that you're about to undertake most effectively. So you're going to be able to perform and progress and and, uh, drive the result that it is that you're trying to drive. So again, to run through that warm-up acronym, it's CRAMP, C-R-A-M-P, cardio, range of motion, activation, movement prep. If you start to run through this sort of warm-up before your training sessions, you'll find that you are able to perform much better. The body feels good. Mentally, you're prepared. Um, It's going to help you to drive the result you want to drive because as I said, the the training session, um, the main part of the training session is really where you provide the drive the stimulus and drive the result that it is that you want to achieve. And in order to perform most effectively in the in the body of the training session, the main component of the training session, the warm up is going to make sure that you are able to execute most uh, effectively in the main body of the session. Now, as I said, a really effective warm up is also going to help to prevent injury as well, which is an added bo- bonus of. Um, doing that warm-up and finally uh, doing an adequate warm-up with that range of motion and activation work is going to serve as some really good uh, mobility practice long-term to help you uh, drive the range of motion and, and retain the range of motion that it is that you want. So that concludes this podcast, humans. Thanks so much for tuning in. Hopefully, you got a lot out of it and we will see you next week. Hey legends, if you'd like a program to help you build strength, fitness and athleticism, the Human Strength and Performance Program is for you.
the perfect balance of strength, conditioning, mobility, and athleticism to help you achieve high-level physical performance. Head to humanstrength.com.au to find out more.